Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to the 22nd edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitballing Pod. This is Wildcard Week 1. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett, Keenan Bonner and Sean Shute. This week we're getting stuck into 1999 South Park, bigger, longer and uncut, as it goes up against 2010's Four Lions. As we explained last week, this is the chance to go to the dance. The winner here will advance into the Wildcard Tournament final and attempt to make it to the second round of the bracket. I've chosen South Park being a longer and uncut. TK's chosen four lions. So Keenan and Sean will be our Simon Cowell and Louis Walsh. You can argue between yourselves as to which which one's which. How's everyone doing? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Which one of you would be Louis Walsh? One of you's just... got a broken back and the other one's Louis Walsh, so not ideal <laughs> either way. I think, just, I think body composition-wise, I end up being Louis Walsh because Sean's a lot slimmer than I am, so he gets away with it. Got a bit of Irish in you as well, so... You true. have got this a bit of Irish. Louis, Louis Walsh has a lot of Irish in him. <laughs> Come on now. Beat me to the punchline. Yeah, let's, be, let's be kind. <laughs> well, here we go. So, I mean... Movie podcast, we're always up to date with things. Sean, we'll call on your uh, knowledge. You did see Tenet yesterday. How is it? I did, yeah. Um, not the film to watch late at night when you're pretty tired, is what <laughs> I would say. He drifted off, that's how it translates there. My brother went and watched it yesterday. Well, his two brothers went to see it, and that's exactly what one of them said. He said, I, I need, need, probably need to see it again to, to I, fully... It is. Rest. I did think it was. I did think it was good. I enjoyed it, but yeah, there there are times where I, I got completely lost. It's an unpopular opinion because everyone seems to rave about it. But just speaking of Christopher Nolan, Inception, bang average. Well, well, well maybe well, I, I in part say, of our next bracket. I would say Inception. I enjoyed Inception. I thought it was good. I could follow mm-hmm. most of that, but this one was yeah, it was tough to follow. But um, Denzel's son is the main guy. Didn't well, know saw... that. Didn't know that until yesterday. I saw a movie account tweet, not tweet, put on Instagram saying, uh, not ashamed to admit, but I didn't actually follow the entire film. But I feel like that's just part of the Christopher Nolan experience. I feel like I want to go and understand the film if I'm going to sit with two and a half hours. Yeah, I want to know what's going on. <laughs> I've also seen a few complaints that, um, like the mixing of the soundtrack's weird, which they said they've had with various Christopher Nolan films where at points the uh, like audio is like the the voices are hard to pick up because the soundtrack is so loud but obviously i've not seen it so i can't test yeah I'd that's probably, true or not. i'm not surprised some people think that i actually think the soundtrack is really good in the film like the music's one of the best parts but um yeah there are times when it's a bit too loud the complaint seems to be for people that sit it in imax where the sound system's better but also means that you're getting a louder volume of that pumped out, so maybe that's yeah, why. Yeah. All right then, so South Park, bigger, longer and uncut. In terms of the little four films that we do have for our mini wildcard tournament, it was the it was the one seed, even with it being that far back. 
it did very well at the box office, box office. I've got some trivia as to why that is, but synopsis-wise, when Stan Marsh and his friends go and see an R-rated movie, they start cursing and their parents think that Canada is to blame. I know Keenan is a South Park fan. TK and Sean, are you South Park fans aside from the movie, or are you kind of take it or leave it? Uh, well, in a sense, I've, I've never really watched too many of them, but when it's been on, I've enjoyed it when I've watched it. I've just never got round to really like watching loads, but I'd say I was. They're on. Of, they're on Prime now, so good that easy watch day. They are. I would describe myself as a casual, probably yeah. a little bit, a little bit further along than uh, maybe what Sean said. I reckon I might have seen a few more than that, but not nowhere near where you and Keenan are. So oh. somewhere in between, probably. Well, this is the thing. So a lot of the trivia that I was going to take only really works if you're like an avid South Park fan. So like referring to specific episodes from like 97 and that kind of thing. So I've pushed all that trivia to the side. I'm sure if people want to read up on that, there's probably a South Park podcast they can tune into. So I've got trivia that's more central to the pop culture and that kind of thing, but we'll get You've done well to even get a synopsis out of this film, in fairness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, critics' reviews. And I I did kind of hint hint to you about this in the week, so... Possibly the single most subversive fact about the film is that all else being equal, it's one of the best original movie sound, best original movie musicals in a generation. Manages to be both amazingly stupid and clever at the same time. This movie is nasty, shocking, hilarious, and close to brilliant. <laughs> I did like them, them calling it nasty, yeah. <laughs> Genuinely outrageous and sometimes hilarious, but size does eventually matter. An all-rounder Trey Parker just can't keep it up for the full 81 minutes. Vulgar and tasteless as usual, but most definitely longer and quite obviously to its detriment and cut. It will offend a lot of people who need to be offended once in a while. (laughs) A quarter of an hour would have been plenty of time with these tart-tongued tiny tots. Bloody hell. (laughs) (laughs) you can't shake the feeling that 60 minutes of comedy has been stretched and teased and goosed to make 80 minutes of movie naughty words and images pile up like bodies in a Schwarzenegger movie until viewers are numbed by it all and that's within the first half hour (laughs) in terms of raw wit and fearless satire the the South Park kids put Mike Myers and Adam Sandler to shame and after Big Daddy, it's almost heartening to see a movie that's not afraid to be upfront about its coarseness and one that doesn't smother its very reason for being with, hypo- with hypocritical sentimentality. I've got to get some of them out. Christ. <laughs> Tangle of words in there. So before we get into the trivia, did... Apologies first, Sean. Sean, did you like the film? Uh, yeah, I'd say I liked it. Uh, there, there are parts where I was a bit warm I watching, especially at the start. Um, <laughs> but, but I did enjoy it, and I enjoyed the obviously the, the music element to it being a change as well. <laughs> as ridiculous as the songs are. Um, what, what do you mean at the start that you were questioning what you were watching? What made you question? Well, just like the, I mean the just the, the way it, the way it starts, and then when they're in the cinema, and then the I mean obviously I was laughing eventually, but the kind of the two Canadians and then that whole the whole like cinema element to it I didn't find I was like what is this I, <laughs> I don't really find it funny and then 
eventually I did start laughing. And then when they got into the school and then they talk about it and then obviously the plot of the film and Rebels, it made sense. But yeah, just at first, I didn't really get it. If they'd released Asses of Fire as an actual film, it would have made the bracket. <laughs> <laughs> would the film be better with Terence and Philip in it? Yeah, exactly. That would be our category. Well, we can skip ahead now and we can have Vince Vaughn and Wilson as Terence and Philip in the remake. <laughs> Trivia then. In the Guinness World Records 2001, this film was said to have the most profanity used in an animated film. It cited a total of 399 swear words, including 146 uses of the word fuck, along with 199 offensive gestures and 221 acts of violence. (laughs) This this movie was the highest grossing R-rated animated film until Sausage Party came out in 2016. (laughs) Blimey. Trey Parker, Matt Stone and fans in general often joke that the majority of the people who saw this movie were under 17 and got in by buying tickets to the PG-13 rated Will Smith flop, Wild Wild West. In the credits, both Saddam Hussein and Satan are listed as playing themselves. (laughs) Trey Parker and Matt Stone did not need to get Brian Boitano's permission to use his name and likeness for the song What Would Brian Boitano Do? But a few years later... Boitano did need to get and received Trey Parker and Matt Stone's permission to use the phrase on T-shirts that he sold for his charity. (laughs) So they had to sell his name back to him. (laughs) Despite a popular urban legend, this film was never banned in Iraq. Due to its controversial content, the the distributors never attempted to distribute it in Iraq, which seems quite fair. (laughs) (laughs) Can't think there's a big market there. Um... Matt Stone claims that the original idea for Cartman's mum's internet video was of her having sex with a horse, but the act wouldn't be seen on screen. The MPAA would not allow this because of bestiality, despite the fact that at one point in the movie, a picture of a man having sex with a horse is seen. And that's in uh, Dosta Vosknocker's room where he has one of his flashcards. Um, (laughs) So Stone and Parker decided to make the internet video of a German guy defecating on Cartman's mum, which amusingly was approved by the MPAA. So there you go. Some rumours claim that the US soldiers who guarded Saddam Hussein in prison forced him to watch this movie repeatedly. <laughs> uh, some fans believe the trilogy of season 11 episodes Imagination Land are the sequel to the movie. Uh, the reason Trey Parker and Matt Stone made the movie so inappropriate was because they thought the show was going to get cancelled. On TV they couldn't do as much so they wanted to let their audiences know just how bad they could make it, thinking it would be a good sign-off to the show. <laughs> uh, on the hospital's emergency room chart, Dr. No is scheduled to kill Bond. And in an interview in England at the time, it was stated that Cartman says, uh, see you next Tuesday, in his final showdown with Saddam Hussein, to ensure the highest age rating in every country of release. This actually didn't work because the British Board of Film Classification gave it gave the film a 15 certificate rather than 18 saying they'd relax the rule around that word you can always trust us <laughs> so the only exactly. place that didn't give it its worst rated <laughs> there we go how, how did you think it aged from 1999 it's men it's still far <laughs> but yeah, I like, think like, it aged badly like you said at the start I do actually really like South Park I always have and hype in the last six 
seven months. I've probably rewatched. I've rewatched it all all the first twenty two series that are on Prime. So I I, I do enjoy it. A little bit Does... of trivia for you about a sequel as well. Um, Go on. They've said, you know, they said they thought he was going to get cancelled. They've said now that the, between the two of them, that would be the only way they'd make a sequel would be to sign off and say this this is the end. Okay. Um, but when they Christ, making, imagine that film. Coming for my making, job, Keenan. Um, is. Coming for my job. No, another one for you that I read today, actually, weirdly, was, uh, do you know Interstellar? Yeah. When Paramount and Universal were going through their... Uh, uh, go, going through who was going to make Interstellar and such. Part of the deal was um, Universal bought basically bought the rights to make a South Park sequel out of, uh, out of Paramount. So they, what stopped them for a couple of years was uh, the shared ownership and who would do what. So now it's only owned by one studio. So it, it, it is still unlikely, but it's now would be more feasible to make. This is like the Spider-Man ah. controversy they had with it being split up, but we didn't get this one as widely publicised. No. Does... Bill Gates make it into the Rex Ryan Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I guess you, you would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, Saddam doesn't get in, probably for the same reason. Well, not the exact same reason that Brian Callan isn't going in. We're, we're not accusing Brian Callan of that much, but still, <laughs> yeah. if, if we're not allowing Brian Callan in for his accusations, Saddam probably should make it for his. We probably can't, <laughs> we probably can't start inducting war criminals. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were going to induct one... <laughs> He's the man. To be fair, I was, I was going to announce this one as um, the Al-Qaeda derby, but I didn't know if it would put people off before they even start listening. So. <laughs> I can say it when we're part way through now. Please, please don't. If you've come this far, you'll be fine. You won't be offended. <laughs> Exactly. Al Qaeda Derby. <laughs> Tell you the, the the people that comment on some of these podcasts actually worry me that there are people yeah. out there that could be worse than us. Yeah. The t- Taliban, like... Taliban away with the boys, really. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've still been laughing each time I've seen someone asking if Rex Ryan could be in the Leslie Mann Hall of Fame. <laughs> Due to the loose the loose rule set, he could be. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you've tried. You've tried to put worse than Rex Ryan. <laughs> I still think the worst shout is Sean trying to get the wife in uh, dodgeball in there. Gordon's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was slated for saying Cindy Kim and Harold and Kumar, and that was ten times worse. And the uh, the defendant in Liar Liar. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you going up to bat for her? <laughs> those jugulars. I can't. I can't remember what it is. Jennifer. I can't remember her surname, but it's Jennifer. Some. She, she's a poker player, isn't she? No clue. Yeah. But here we go. Dark. To go through the categories, rewatchability. One hour eighteen minutes long. Dream. Fly by. Yeah, it's a it's a dream to be fair. That's less than binging like two episodes of a Netflix series. It's 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 basically half the length of any Joe Lacasel film, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we did that last week. Sean, rewatchability. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with, with both of you. The the timing's perfect. It's not exactly a complex plot to follow. No, so, <laughs> it's very easy. Watch it very easily. Have you had a hard day at work, Sean? I feel like you're not with us. I did have a hard day at work. Yeah. I don't say. I mean, you leave that at the door when you come in here. <laughs> it's go time, baby. Well, I haven't left the door, have I? <laughs> You have. You could 
have a little walk out and then walk back in or work downstairs and come upstairs for the pod. That is what I've done. I have come upstairs for the pod. Same. Separating business and pleasure. Yeah. Do you tell your mum, you don't want me down here, mum, because they're going to get nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Most quotable then, or best quote. There are quite a few in, in here. I mean, I'll put some of the clips in as, as per usual. I think I went a bit overboard the last couple of weeks. So I might have to trim down and put it in like 90 second clips. But That's kicked. The one, there was a couple where I'd seen the clip in the classroom before I'd even seen the film. I think I know the answer, Mr. Garrison. Shut up, fat boy. Hey, don't call me fat, you fucking Jew. Eric, did you just say the F word? Jew? No, he's talking about fuck. You can't say fuck in school, you fucking fat ass. Kyle. Why the fuck not? Eric. Dude, you just said fuck again. Stanley. Hmm. Kenny. What's the big deal? It doesn't hurt anybody. Fuck, 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 fuck. How would you like to go see the school counselor? How would you like to suck my balls? <laughs> what did you say? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. With him getting the megaphone out saying, why don't you suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? (laughs) I I feel like there was at least one person every school year from about 7 to 11 that had this on their little Nokia or Motorola phone or whatever it was. And it would always be a little group of people gathering around it, finding it hilarious if it was the first time they'd seen it just for the swearing. We've got a great little slice of nostalgia there, haven't we? We've got a very specific time period in which we were seeing where we can look back on that. That that whole that whole scene is brilliant where he gets the answer off the kid at the front and he says, Okay, if we can get an answer from someone that's not a complete retard. <laughs> um quote quote wise, if we are just gonna go from yeah. actually you mentioned it. Um you've mentioned it already, but the German suit the Ger- the German scene where they find out if his mum is mint. Yeah, dude, there's a lady getting pooed on she goes, Whoa, is it Cartman's mum? It's like a yeah, very funny song. Shit, yeah, it is his mum. <laughs> such a good scene. Uh, Mr. Garrison said, I'm sorry, Wendy, but I don't trust anything that bleeds for five days and doesn't die. <laughs> Iconic. One of my favourite ones is the Terence Philip bit where it's one of the first bits where he says, like, you're a pig fucker. And then he, <laughs> like, why would you say that? Like, well, let's see. First of all, you fuck pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have some candy, Cartman. Oh, let's see. Uh, nope, I don't have any Jewish candy. Like, you really need all that chocolate, fat boy. ba 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 Shh, the movie's starting. Hooray! Say, Tans, what did the Spanish priest say to the Iranian gynecologist? I don't know, Philip. What? <laughs> Where do they come up with this stuff? You're such a pig fucker, Philip. <gasps> what did he say? Terence, why would you call me a pig fucker? Well, let's see. First of all, you fuck pigs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, fuck my ass and call me a bitch. <laughs> oh, you shit. <laughs> I've had the song in my head since oh, yeah. the week before we were going to do it. <laughs> oh, you want to go outside? There's a bird going absolutely mental. Oh. It sounds like someone's outside. I could hear like a crow or something. No, I've got my window open, so it might be that, but you'll just have to live with it. Um, I do do like uh, I do like Mrs. Like Mrs. Cartman, just like, where they're just like, oh, what, what, what's a rim job? And she just explains <laughs> it. She's like, oh, 
That's where you put, put your legs behind you, haven't you? Yeah. Like, hey, you're throwing that out here, eating ass in 99. <laughs> you're a real rogue when you're doing that in the late nighters. <laughs> exactly. The whole way through this series, but Stan's mum, whenever she, she uh, gives it the what, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> I actually think the best song, like Carl's mum is a bit fabulous, is, is actually an unreal Unreal song. It's the way when... he starts it as well. He goes, well, he keeps trying to stop him, and then he just comes out of it. <laughs> when he switches to the um, foreign kids and <laughs> they're just making the noise. <laughs> the Chinese, the Asian kids, you never put yeah. in a film these days. It's just never going in, is it? <laughs> well, is that when, you get, when you get the slowdown as well for the, for the big band finale. Yeah. Unbelievable. When um, Ken is... Die and they replace his heart with a uh, with baked potato. <laughs> the, the rest is up to God. <laughs> and then when it doesn't work out, it never gets any easier. And casually just walks off. <laughs> so good. Well, they say to him, "We accidentally replaced your heart with a baked potato." You have about three seconds to live. <laughs> I also had him. I had the the last couple of days. Um, uh, Carl saying, uh, "Let me have some candy cart." When he goes, "Hmm." Don't see coming in Jewish candy. <laughs> uh, Operation Human Shield as well. Again, you just can't. You you never get away with that. Just each battalion has a specific code name. Mission Battalion Five. Raise your hands. Obviously, they all shut the hands. Up. It's like you will be the all important first defense for Operation Human Shield. It's just chef where he goes. Hmm, wait a minute. Just just, just the right questions. That <laughs> it's a Have shame that. Randy wasn't a big character before this came out. No, yeah, you get he gets a lot bigger and he's fantastic. But I also chef said, "Have you ever heard of the Emancipation Proclamation?" And a general, <laughs> general telling me doesn't listen to hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I, I seriously doubt that Mister Garrison ever said eat penguin shit. You ass, Belunker. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of sums up the film, doesn't it, when they say, uh, remember what the MPAA says, horrific, deplorable violence is okay as long as people don't say any naughty words. That's what war's all about. <laughs> Cartman's celebrating that he doesn't have to pay Kenny $100 because it didn't work with him uh, setting his fart on fire. <laughs> the mole saying, careful, was my mother careful when she stabbed me in the heart with a clothes hanger while I was still in the womb? He's, fant- <laughs> he's fantastic, too, fair. He it's really cool. is. I just love it. What do you think this is, kid? TV kitty hour where we all stand around and lip Barney the dinosaur's fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Terence will fuck my ass and call me a bitch. Good <laughs> way to start a sentence off. Exactly. <laughs> a shout of Bill Gates. You told us that Windows 98 would be faster and more efficient with better access to the internet. <laughs> he says it is faster with 5 million and then gets shot down. Yeah. That was great when he gets shot as well. Hey, Stan, tell him about the part where Terence calls Philip the testicle shit in rectal war. <laughs> Some of the insults are fantastic. I laughed at the soldier where he's saying, hey, did you hear that? It sounds like a giraffe dying over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the newscaster saying there, it's been six weeks since Saddam Hussein was killed by a pack of wild balls and the world is still glad to be rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> just Saddam saying, come on, Satan, every time just kills me. <laughs> what Satan's saying, how come you always want to make love to me from behind? Is it because you want me to pretend, pretend I'm someone else? 
He says, say it in your ass with gigantic and red. Who, am I gonna, who else am I going to pretend you are? <laughs> when, they're, when they're torturing Kenny, it's just like, yeah, yeah, this is getting me so hot. Rub my nipples whilst I torture this little figure. <laughs> it's so funny. Mr. Garrison at war said, I can't wait to leave, so get me some fucking poon time. <laughs> <laughs> The newscaster again. Is Terence and Philip affecting America's youth? Here in that report is a midget in a bikini. <laughs> Chef saying you got to find the clitoris. <laughs> the clitoris oh. talking just murders me still, <laughs> even now. Saying, uh, Kyle, all those times I said you're a big dumb Jew, I didn't mean it. You're not a Jew. Oh, Kyle, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> Oh my god! Again, I just don't think you, you can't get away with that these days. I don't think. I think the last one I had was um, Carl saying, "You don't think they're really going to kill Terence and Phillips, do you?" And Carl was saying, "Carl, you need to stop being such a chicken shit and stand up to your mother. You need to smack her in the face until I've had enough of your shit, you fucking bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, the- Canadian government now now the Canadian government has apologised to Brian Adams on several occasions. <laughs> um, when you just after tell when he says cop master, he just goes he goes oh you shit face cop master and his Cartman's going wow shit face cop master <laughs> just like just dawning like some of the things some of the things you can say. I think that's all that I had without singing all of the songs which I did contemplate, but no, I think the songs in themselves are all just are all. There, aren't they? There, Cartman does give it a respect, my authority, which I did enjoy as well. It's a little throwback. Surprising how much, um, surprising how well he holds a note, to be fair. Cartman. <laughs> yeah, he's got a voice in him, isn't he? Hey, he's a very talented guy. Yeah. I was listening to the uh, song he sings at the swimming pool yesterday. <laughs> it's a pee in the pool. Best moment slash scene in the whole film. Keenan? Uh, ooh, good question. Good question. Fuck it. I will just give it to Carl's mum. The Carl's mum's a big fat bitch. I love it. All of it. Sean? Um, yeah, I'd either go for that or I do really enjoy the Satanist dancings. I don't know. There's not <laughs> one in particular that I could pick out, but I just enjoy whenever those two. I'd put those two as the chemistry option. <laughs> chemistry. <laughs> Uh, so either of those ones. Yes, it's kind of hard to look past some of the songs, isn't it? Um, so you could kind of pick any of them. I'm a little bit like Sean. I can almost kind of almost couldn't watch some of the Saddam and Satan ones, but <laughs> they are some of the best scenes. Even like when like Kenny like first like sees them, and obviously bearing in mind his character is that he's in that hoodie, you can still see like, this is fucked up. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll probably go with the. Kenny Dessie just goes, that's kind of the turning point of the film for me where I start really, really laughing at it. So I'll probably go for that. I'd go for the Uncle Fucker scene, so we're all separate there. Um, best side character? Saddam? Saddam. You don't really get enough <laughs> of Chef, do you? No. <laughs> we get plenty of Saddam there. Yep. Um, and I think that is... It until we come back round to the awards. So, if we go on to Four Lions, so 
four incompetent British terrorists set out to train for and commit an act of terror. You'd hard-pressed to sell that as a comedy. <laughs> but they do it. So critics' reviews. A clever and original comedy that, above all, refuses to let the terrorists win. I laughed out loud a lot, and by the time the plot catches up to the plotters and people start dying, there's genuine poignancy amid the ridicule. It feels like a missed opportunity all the same. As far as slapstick and farce and knockabout buffoonery go, this is as good as anything. But my point, I think, is that this could be about any group. Seems a stretch. Mm, Does seem a stretch. Yeah. Capable of being boisterously funny, but it's a movie not designed to be loved easily or by most people. It's like the old joke. Go on. I don't think that's true. I think it's got... The premise might be a little bit little bit dangerous or whatever you want to say a bit but there's an actual concept in the way it's done it is just designed to be funny so i don't i don't know about that people often don't sort of look beyond it do they yeah is the is the issue well i I put uh, a poll up at the weekend as i do for the films that we're going to do the following week to just try and gauge ahead of time what people are thinking and the the vote was quite heavily in favor of the south park movie which even as a person that picked the film, I could acknowledge that was because most people hadn't seen Four Lions. It's predominantly American, the people that follow the Twitter account. And there's a British lad that does follow the page, and he actually replied in the comments saying, everyone voting for the South Park movie hasn't seen Four Lions. <laughs> and then someone else commented saying, uh, just Googled Four Lions, South Park is definitely funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I like having seen both. But even I agree, South Park is funny. But I wouldn't. I, I never let the concept put me off. If anything, it makes you more interested to see how they can make yeah, this funny yeah. because it does yeah. seem like, like you see it more with comedians now. And this came out ten years ago, so it was probably a bit harder to do it then. But you do see some comedians where it's like they're almost doing like a Google search for the worst thing you can possibly joke about, yeah. and then make a joke about it, as we saw with. The bloke from Rick and Morty, you didn't do it very well. <laughs> I'm Horrific. still yet to see that. Oh, God. Don't. It's, <laughs> it's as bad it's as bad. you think it could be, it's worse. Okay. Like, I thought, nah, surely there's got to be a bit bit like comedy or something to this, but it's just, yeah, it's just it's, weird. Okay. Yeah, it didn't succeed. Um, it's like the old joke about a dog that walks on its hind legs. It doesn't matter that it's not done perfectly, it's just a wonder that it's done at all. <laughs> That's a very strange compliment, in a way. From its spectacular sight gags to its riotously memorable dialogue, the British definitely curse with more flair than Americans. Morris's Four Lions is a smart comedy about the stupidity of terrorism. Writer-director Chris Morris walks that razor-fine line separating comedy and tragedy by mocking terrorists without mocking the horrors of terrorism itself, which I think is actually a great point, because Mm. if you showed anyone else being killed... And the kind of follow-up to that, there isn't really a comedy that you can make out no, of it. No, no. Even the guy they shoot in the back, the mm. Wookiee, they kind of play that off as a joke and then you hear nothing more <laughs> about it. <despite laughs> the fact that he has probably just been slaughtered. Uh, Four Lions doesn't always reach satirical perfection, but it comes fairly close. And finally, Four Lions is merciless in its mission to find humour where few would dare seek it. There is actually only one bit of trivia too, so this could be a record short episode unless uh, we've got plenty of points to talk about afterwards. Um, 
According to Christopher Morris, Barry, the jihadist group leader, was based on a former BNP member who, in an attempt to outknowledge the Asian youths, he regularly assaulted. He studied the Quran and, as a result, accidentally converted himself and became a Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> so, on to the, the categories. So, rewatchability, what, what did you think for Four Lions? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd rush, I wouldn't rush to watch it again. Is, is my honest answer. I don't. It's, it's, it's not particularly bad or anything. Not you couldn't call it an easy watch. I don't think. No, I, I don't know. I don't. Didn't even think it had aged. I don't know. Maybe I'm a, bit, a lot older because I saw it when it first came out. What this? I this seen was it since. This was my first time seeing it, so I didn't. What, all what I'd did seen, you think? All I'd seen before was I'd seen the short clip of the bird being blown up. So yeah. I knew that's why it was on the poster. And I do think the shock value goes goes a long way because I, I spoke to TK separately where I was saying my thoughts on the film and I thought it was going to end when they're in the house where you see the police are approaching a house and then it turns yeah. out they're approaching the wrong house and they're having the kind of group hug. And I thought the police were going to burst in there and it was going to be, the finale was going to be how even though they are terrorists trying to do some of the most atrocious things you can do, they're pathetic, really. And I thought that was the payoff of the film, and I thought it was going to be a bit more of a think piece there. Mm. I didn't anticipate them going to the marathon and then <laughs> darting themselves across wherever they are and blowing up here, there, and everywhere. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than probably a lot of films that, we've done in the bracket which we've spoken about before for films that we I think didn't age particularly well or ones that maybe just didn't suit our sense of humour so much. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was a strong start and then towards the middle I thought mm. but then there was a big payoff at the end so I thought it was all absolutely worth it. I, I enjoyed the film. Yeah, I don't, as I say, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to say I didn't enjoy it. I just don't think I wouldn't rush to watch it again. Rewatchability, like in terms of rewatchability, I wouldn't. I mean, I've recommended it further since watching it, so it, it did, it did the the trick there. But that's why I was going to revert it back to the three of you who'd seen it previously, as to how it is. Once you know what the payoff is, um, yeah. the shock value is kind of gone. Yeah, oh, I haven't, I haven't seen it for. A I can't remember the last time I watched it. it. Would be a good like six or so years. Um, but I, yeah, I really enjoyed it watching it again, even though I obviously knew. Well, I think that was part of it because I didn't know exactly everything that was going to happen. I knew the general, the general mess of most of it and and how it kind of ends right at the end. But there were still parts that I forgot about. So that's why I enjoyed it. I don't know. Yeah, I take your point. I don't know if I watch it like again tonight or or within a week. But I presume we watch it probably within a, like a month or so. I mean, we got thirty two films in the bracket, and we've got four wildcard films here. I think you can count on one hand the amount of films that you can happily watch a couple of days after watching it, and even then. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold that against it at all. But no, that's what I was curious about was to how the payoff was the second time around. But I guess if something's funny, for the most part, it is funny. But I guess I wasn't on. I probably don't think the same as you. I, I wasn't thinking that there was a a lull and, and needing the payoff. Um, obviously I know that was your view when you got halfway through but I didn't necessarily think that so I guess well, it was what... more I thought 
that was the ending. I thought that was the yeah. the direction it was heading. And I thought there was kind of going to be a more conscious ending. And I'm glad there wasn't. That's actually one of the things that improved it for me. But I thought that was the direction it was heading in. Mm. And then so it, it made it better for me with, with the payoff at the end. I did feel bad for the man uh, for sale when it just tripping over. They didn't they didn't feel too guilty about that for more it's than ruthless, eight, ten minutes. Brother Faisal. Yeah. <laughs> ruthless. <laughs> Poor bloke. <laughs> <laughs> the way he's running though. That crapped me up so much. <laughs> to be fair, you probably don't know how you'd run with two arms full of bombs until you're running with two arms full of bombs. Uh, if we go on to the quotes, then. Do you want to start us off, Sean? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got loads here. I mean, I've probably got it written down in order, but one of the first ones I was laughing at is when 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 they're just sitting around watching the family, where Omar's showing his family, and it's like, these are the bloopers, the outtakes. And then his son goes, your bit's good, Dad. And they're talking about like, killing themselves. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that at first. I, was, I still wasn't sure whether his son knew what like, was going on or not. I didn't know what part of the film were like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That, I think that's yeah. all part of the comedy is that yeah. his wife and kid are just casually watching along. That's what I kind of realised along the way. Because at the start, <laughs> I was like, I don't really... Um, Sean, I've, I've heard you say rubber dinghy rapids on your Instagram and in person, I think, three or four <laughs> times since watching it. <laughs> That's another great one. Wedge, why are you doing this? Rubber dinghy rapids. Sorry? Rubber dinghy rapids, bro. Fast track. Straight on rides. Lalton Towers. No queue. Oh, you like fun fairs then, Wedge? Not fun fair, bro. It's a theme park. Fun fair. How old are you? Alton Towers got a spa, bro. I think I'm going to go now, bro. Uh, wait, 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 what about girls? Yeah? I bet you like the ladies. Is this your first time, bro? You were virgin at this. Please, mate. Can we talk about girls? Okay, we can talk about girls. Right, so what sort of girls are you into then, Wedge? I don't know. Ones with big jubblies and that. Yeah, you like the big wedge? Yeah. And nice fit asses too, man. You're an ass man, aren't you, wedge? I knew you were, bro. You're an ass man. You're a massive ass man. What are you saying? No, I'm saying you're an ass man, wedge. You're giving me batty chirps, bro. What? You calling me a woman? No. Fuck off. Fucking boy, George. Oh, in the early one, he's gone, I'm the most archaic one here. They seek him here, they seek him there, but he's not there. He's blowing up your slug sister. Yeah. <laughs> and on the, yeah, on the, on the slag front, it's, um, let's burn up a load of fit slags at the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, end, you'll end up on YouTube blowing Lassie in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a quote in response to that, that there is a, a word that I can't say, but he says, Big enough for you now, Barry. Am I blowing a dog or in a ditch, or am I? Uh, <laughs> word, and uh, am I Rambo? Um, which is quite is a nice, is, is decent. <laughs> With the greatest respect, your dad eats newspapers, not anymore. He eats moths. <laughs> and on the phone saying, "So, what kind of girls are you into then, Watch? So I don't know. Uh, ones with big jubblers and that, and then with uh, saying, "You're an arseman, aren't you, Watch? I knew you were, bro. You're an arseman. What are you saying?" So, you're giving me butty chips, bro. You're calling me a wanna. 
I do like that he signs that off by saying, fuck off, fucking boy George. Yeah, fucking boy George is the clincher. (laughs) (laughs) But Barry says, oh what, you can fuck her, but you can't kill her. She didn't see anything, man. I swear to God, she didn't see the the, the bolts and, and the... I'll sort this out. I'll sort it out, man. Just just give me a minute. I'll, I'll go down there and I'll sort this shit out. You are going to sort it out because you're going to kill her. Kill her? We're going to kill her. Not, not us, Wedge. Hass. You want me to kill her? I want you can fuck her, but you can't kill her. What's wrong with you? Give me a pocket knife, buddy. There we go. Yeah, knife and fork. Make a fucking meal of it. <laughs> weird amount of beast. Just like a weird, the fact that there's more than one bestiality reference in this film is odd. Um, <laughs> but it's supposed to be the same as South Park, but obviously yeah. one they, cl- they couldn't show. But they not only will he be blowing up he says, he says they'll pump you full of Viagra, make you fuck a dog. <laughs> <laughs> is someone going to do the rap? Sorry, sure. is, no, I don't. Do the rap. <laughs> Christ. No. Well, <laughs> Sounds like he's thinking about it. I could have done some South Park voices from Keenan, disappointed. But that is, like, the, en- the ending of it, uh, like Tupac said, when I die, I'm not dead. We are the martyrs. You're just smashed tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Barry just standing up, just in solidarity. Um, just <laughs> just cracked me up. Um, Omar saying, is he a martyr? Is he a jail for Rosie? <laughs> that whole thing just before that, he's gone. Barry's gone, he disrupted the infrastructure. How did he do that? <laughs> he took out a sheep, took it out magnificently, attacked the food supply. He's <laughs> <laughs> always been bombing the mosque as well. <laughs> Radicalised the moderates. <laughs> Ridiculous. You say that, that is essentially right, not to get into too deep, but that's essentially what right-wing politics is and the rise of fascism was, was the radicalisation of that, moderates. That is, isn't it? Yeah, that is. Yeah. That, like Within what he said, there is a, an actual... It's a well, like, the way he's talking about doing it is, is odd, but just look at people like the BNP and, and the EDF. That's all they've been trying to do for years, right, and all across the world, and is to try and radicalise moderately people, people who might be disenfranchised. The story is old as politics. <laughs> and uh, Wad says, I'll still get points for taking them with me, yeah? Like Nectar card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I may ask you to blow yourself up, but I'll never ask you to piss in your own mind. <laughs> The policeman saying, hey, you're going to die in that gear, lads. And he's like, more than likely. Very good cause. <laughs> <laughs> They're shaking their heads to make their faces look blurry. Yeah. <laughs> I've got this plan, right? I'm going to put a bomb on a crow and then fly into one of them towers filled with Jews and slags. <laughs> Has your dad ever bought a Jaffa orange once or twice? <laughs> right, he's, he's buying neat for his brother, bro. He's a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, At the, the start, say, it's, the, it's the part. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The spark plugs the curb global traffic. <laughs> we an anti-Semitism derby here with South Park versus this. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, we we don't want to be endorsing this. I'll be honest. Killed the mood there, Keenan. Yeah, but... <laughs> he's Good. just distancing us from it. They, did not <laughs> rep- they don't represent the views of Spitball and Pod. <laughs> might, might have to throw a disclaimer out, mate. To be honest. <laughs> I'll get it in the description. Yeah. We will happily secondarily joke about it, but we did not come up with the material. It is not us. No. Any more for any more? 
Barry saying, well, first of all, I reject the term training camps after just saying training <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, actually, the the proper replica gun is like, too small, too small, man. not too small, brother, big hands. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all done. Um, all yeah, right. I, I can end up quoting half the film of voice. So. Yeah. What do you think is the best moment slash scene? Go to you first, TK. Oh, there's, there's fucking so many. We've obviously mentioned him blowing himself up in the field. That's pretty... It's, it's obviously, as you've said, it's kind of tragic, but you cannot but laugh. Uh, the jihadi video at the start does get off to a good good start. You kind of set your stall out with that. Because um, with that as well, like uh, you could see that kind of thing could probably possibly happen. Someone's got to review it. <laughs> yeah. There's no way they're all pristine as they come out at the end. <laughs> they're too well shot. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're <laughs> so well done. Some <laughs> slick editing in there. <laughs> um, I think potentially, if I'm not going for the blown up scene, it would be the dancing in the moonlight scene. And then obviously <laughs> that woman accusing them all of being gay. Yeah. And then we're desperately not wanting to be called gay, but I'm having to acknowledge, okay, we'll have to go with this then. <laughs> I think I'd go for the blowing himself up in the cafe. They come in and shoot the wrong bloke, and then he blows <laughs> himself up. <laughs> shop. It's a kebab shop, mate. Come on. It's totally what it is. Uh, it's a kebab shop, not a cafe, isn't it, weirdly? Ass, with that one, it's the... The confused face is what well, I I've got my confused face. Is that my confused face? And then look at the Uh would be like you were dancing in the moonlight is when I got down. I do really enjoy that one. Or yeah, the fives of death. The only other one I had is the the training camp. When they're at the training camp and then they just everything. When he does that video and then when they Rocket launcher and it goes the wrong way and blows up. Well, that does kill me when it does. <laughs> All of that. And then I do enjoy, I know we're getting on to the end of the categories, but I just love the way that he just walks into boots at the end and blows himself up. <laughs> In terms of quotes, that went earlier than he said about blowing up boots, he's like, they sell condoms and makes you want to fuck white women. <laughs> <laughs> What's your uh, best moment slash scene, Keenan? I'm going to give it to the training camp. And if we stick, stick with you, um, what, who do you think is the best side character? Define the side characters for me, mate, because if you take... Well, Matt's the only one I could really think, <laughs> really think of, or Benedict Cumberbatch. I, th- I think it's him, because like, Omar, Waj, Barry, Poizel, Raw, I know they're in it for, for varying lengths of the film, obviously, and for different screen time, you'd say... They're all the story. Character. They're all your main, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, definitely. I, I will give it to I will give it to Ed just because I do I do like that scene. It is funny. I'll probably give it to Brother Crow. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only other one you got is the security guard, haven't you? Um, yeah, so it's... Where, where it's Yeah, yeah. So him and obviously Cumberbatch. I'll go for Matt. Cumberbatch is great just because of how uh, he's so bad even the fit guy takes the piss out of him saying is it your first day bro it's the first time you've <laughs> <Yeah>. done it <laughs> I was thinking is he enough of a side character is he even a cameo yeah but we're clutching we are yeah I'll go with Cumberbatch 
All right, so we'll go on to the judging then. And as I said, it's just between Sean and Keenan. So we'll take both their picks. Obviously, if it's a tie, then that one will just be X'd off. So if we go, first of all, to Sean, which did you prefer? Uh, so I preferred four lines. Keenan? South Park. So we've got a tie. Uh, Sean, rewatchability. Um, t- tough one on this one. I'm I'm not sure. So on that basis, I'll base it on which I prefer. So I'll go for four lines. Keenan? Yeah, it's South Park again. Most quotable, Sean? Uh, for me, I think part of this is because of the way that South Park's a musical and not counting the songs as necessarily quotes. Uh, I felt like I had more for four lines. I could quote a lot more four lines as opposed to South Park where it's more of the songs and a little bit of moments. So four lines again. Keenan? South Park. It's neck and neck. What about best quote, Sean? Best quote. Well, I'm going to be voting four lines. I don't know which to pick is the best quote. Um, I go either the well, rubber dingy rapid could be on there because I do really enjoy that. <laughs> um, or if the uh, your dad eats newspapers, uh, <laughs> either either of those. But yeah, it'd be four lines again. Keenan, how would you like to suck my balls, Mister Garrison? <laughs> <laughs> Best moment slash scene, Sean. Best moment in scene for me is would be dancing in the moonlight. And then the yeah, everything that happens after in the house as well with the accusing them of being gay and they're not gay and then it's the so you can fuck her but you can't kill her. <laughs> and everything around that. Keenan? Carl's mum's a big fat bitch. <laughs> Sean, best side character. The side character would be as we kind of touched on there, there's not really too many side characters in four lines, so I'd be going south park for this one. With uh Probably either Carl's mum or Terence. Keenan? Saddam. Oh, so, oh, I can even think about Saddam. Saddam, yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's Saddam. Saddam. Uh, bigger impact. South Park. Um, I don't know this one, because if you think it, obviously, as we touched on, just like globally, then Four Lions doesn't have that reach as our poll shows. But I think if we look at the country, then Four Lions is quite an iconic film, comedy-wise, uh, in England. So, I don't know. South Park's already a massive, massive thing and has a massive impact because of the show rather than just the, the film. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll go four lines and judge it on that basis. That is mental, by the way. I think so, but no, we'll, we'll skate on. Um, originality, Sean. <laughs> well, four lines because it is very original and unique. <laughs> Compared Keenan? to anything else. Yeah, it is four lines. South Park was there's all it's all character like the the idea is 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 new but it's in the same way that each episode is is new but yeah. as an actual original concept four lines because there was there's nothing like it before that I know of where terror like there's films about terrorists but they are normally they are the films you would expect to see about terrorists um is is very and there's not been anything I can't think there's not been nothing really like it since has there. No. Sean, no. who's the MVP across both films? Uh, well, if I was thinking four lines, it'd be Omar, or if I was thinking South Park, possibly Cartman. I think Omar's what brings everyone together in 
all four lines as opposed to the south part. Maybe they're all fairly equal to each other. So I'll go with um, I'll go with Omar Keenan um, across both films. I actually think the MVP for South Park is Sheila Broflowska. She makes it all <laughs> happen. She, she without her, there's no film. She's a psychopath. Yeah, she, she is. Perhaps she's on a different plane, but I think she is. She's the catalyst for the whole, the latter two thirds of the film. Yeah, she certainly, she certainly drives it, doesn't she? Yeah, um, I'm going to give it to my girl Sheila. <laughs> she was ready to give the chair to Terence and Philip. Exactly. Best soundtrack. Tough gig. South Park, <laughs> no. <laughs> South Park is his own soundtrack, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's all original. They wrote those. They wrote the songs, and <laughs> as much as they are, they are, and each song that's in it, even what would Brian Boitano do is funny. <laughs> Just it's such a random pick. Like, I don't know where they where they they've, they've got that from. That tune, that tune was one of the ones that stuck in my head the most. Bearing in mind, <laughs> yeah. I don't really even understand necessarily the reference. <laughs> No, it's, it's right in my head. <laughs> it's in an episode in like season three. They asked what would Brian Boitano do, and I think they literally have just carried it on from there. Incredible. I, yeah. oh, uh, I, um, I'd give it to South Park. Yeah, um, I'd give it, I'd give it to South Park as well. I mean, there's an honourable mention to Dance in the Moonlight. Yeah, it's a good moment in the film, but uh, <laughs> there's no way it's going to beat South Park for a soundtrack. Best ending. Um, yeah, I'll go. I'll say four lines because I think it's beautiful where he just walks into boots and blows air. <laughs> uh, so that's what I'm about. He really doesn't like boots. <laughs> Can you get sacked from there when you were 16 or something? <laughs> yeah. Absolute vendetta. Wouldn't give him a boots get... advantage. Not... I really don't <laughs> like boots. I just don't like it. Like what? It's trying to pretend to be a supermarket and also WH Smith. <laughs> um, best ending. I think it's four lines as well. I do, yeah, I think it's four lines as well because I there is part of me still now know it's going to happen that they actually managed to get them detonating the bombs into the film. You sort of half expected all to go wrong and then for them just to to whatever, but the fact that they they stuck with it and they sort of carry it out is quite interesting. Whereas the South Park film, the ending is everything goes back to normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Kenny, Kenny goes from heaven to uh, from hell to heaven. It, it's not <laughs> so, it's not fantastic, is it? And Alec Baldwin's uh, still dead. <laughs> Barry's Barry's death. Just, uh, just kind of sums up them in the film. The way yeah. that the guy's trying to save his life because he's choking on the SIM card. <laughs> like Keenan said, at your first time asking, you're just assuming they're all going to get like caught or stopped or, or just decide it's a bad idea and not do it. Yeah, you, you you aren't thinking they're actually going to show them blow themselves up because you know for numerous reasons. So that was probably the power of that probably carries it. And yeah. best chemistry, Sean. Chemistry for me is uh, would be South Park and for for Saddam and Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Keenan, mine's South Park, but it's for the four. It's for the four boys and like that. Like I know it's easy because they've already made X amount of series and the chemistry is already there, but it, I know it's, the two, it's only the two blocks, but they are fantastic, aren't they? I'm amazed that we came out with a winner the way it was going. I think we yeah, had... I, was wonder, I was wondering. I, I actually thought, thought Soundtrack would be the one that swung it. We had a tie for six of 12 categories and then... Uh, no, seven of 12, and in the end it's a 3-2 uh, 
win for South Park. So there we go. If we go on, so that goes through to the next round of the wild card. So next week we have 21 and over against Hot Tub Time Machine. So we'll see who's 21 going. and over? Sean. Great shot, Sean. Love it. I'm yeah, quite I've annoyed because I watched it there. recently. It was one that I hadn't watched in a while, so that's why I, that's why I put it in. I'm quite excited that I get to watch that again. And the alternative name for Four Lions was Boiler House, which really doesn't tell anyone anything. No, I actually think Four Lions is quite is, is a good is a good title. Yeah, you can't really call it like Terror Squad because it's going to put no. a lot of people have watched it. Um, if we go on to the points of consideration, so real star of the film for South Park. Real star. Um, I feel like question. it can only ever really be Cartman if. Yeah, Randy Marsh so. isn't involved. Yeah, I think I think you are right. He is just, he's just he's actually one of the best characters of anything. He's so good. <laughs> yeah. Is Barry the real star of Four Lions? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. I've got yeah, he, he's, he's got to be, hasn't he? <laughs> In terms of yeah, last per minute, again, he's one of them. There isn't really. He doesn't. A lot of what he says is wrong doesn't actually say anything wrong for like every every sort of punchline and everything he says is class yeah like even stuff like watching it another time it's just stuff that isn't like out there funny is just hilarious like at one point when he's gone like careful boys we could be surrounded it could be an ambush and there's like that bloke just in Matt's just jogging it's like we're surrounded what <laughs> just I'm reflecting everything he says is just <laughs> the bit where they're going under the under the garage door and they're just like slowly rolling under it. It's just how <laughs> raise suspicion as opposed to just helping the garage normally. If you could recast one role, who would it be? How'd you recast a self pop? Not really sure. What do you say, sorry, Byron? Swap bin Laden out for Saddam. Yeah, much so much just on that. You get Gaddafi <laughs> at the end, don't you? Is it Gaddafi at the end? Who knows? I mean, you got Do Mahatma you? Gandhi's in in hell when Kennedy's <laughs> way there. Um, I don't, I don't really have a recasting because I think most of the recasting in Four Lions is just playing to a stereotype, which is is, is what it is. Um, it, I don't know if there's anyone I'd want. Barry's the only one I could think of, and I think it's just I actually really like the bloke who, who was it Nigel Nigel Lindsay, isn't it? I think yeah. He meant, yeah. So. I, I don't really have one, unfortunately. No. Wait in white, wait in white gold as well, isn't he, Byron? Mm. Put him in white gold. He's great in that as well. Yeah, I've watched it. Plays the boss. Both who runs the window shop. Great little series, isn't it? Yeah, very good. He's got an appearance in Alan Partridge back in the day. He's in the movie as well. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, he's the arsehole, isn't he? He's great in that. Yeah. Um. If the cast swaps, which film works best? <laughs> <laughs> the idea of those four running around as, as, as suicide bombers out of South Park is class. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Cartman does already have his dislike of Jews. Yeah. He's going he straight set, in light for light with Barry. He wouldn't set himself off. He'd make sure everyone else goes. And... <laughs> he would confirm be the last one, and then you'd just see him skipping <laughs> off singing a song. Oh. Always said the most sadistic thing I think Cartman ever does is when uh, 
he takes all the skin off the KFC chicken and just leaves <laughs> the chicken in the bucket. It's when they, pretend, they, don't, they don't just pretend he's dead. They just don't speak to him. It's so good. Uh, talking of KFC, the episode where they do this, just where they lose KFC in, in South Park. With, um, with Scarface. Just, yeah, it's fast class. <laughs> yeah, you, with the four lines that works better. I don't think South Park works with, with that. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's not got the voice for it. <laughs> if yeah. you add Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, does the movie improve? Well, you've already chucked them in for Terence and Philip, haven't you? Um, right at the start. I don't think they work in four lines because I think it'd be really, really random just, <laughs> no. to, have two Ameri- just to have two American blokes going <laughs> It's not work with them at all. They could be in the marathon. No, but yeah. they need they need a speaking role. Maybe Chuck, maybe Chuck Vincent is no Odabo and Wilson's more. Of the a only way I could see it. it would be if potentially if they're they're playing themselves, but they're on like a TV show. Say they're on like the One Show or something, and then they're having a debate, and Barry is also on there for some reason, and then <laughs> and then they they end up in a debate about Muslims and radicalizing it and Hollywood maybe, or something like that. With, maybe, if you maybe you the, could have does the, the movie improve? <laughs> Doesn't mean change the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe instead of instead of um, Benedict Cumberbatch, you have those two. Well, Changes the whole it. film, is it? It's just putting a scene in, <laughs> like, yeah. like where they have the uh, where they're in the town hall. It's just similar to that, but just on TV instead. Have them as part of the panel in the town hall, or I actually do think what I was going to say is, and I think I've settled on it, is drop Benedict Cumberbatch, just have those two turning up with a megaphone, Ralmo esque. And trying to talk him out of the co-op shop. <laughs> Those boys were definitely talking around, though. You'd just be like, yeah, what am I doing? Vince is absolutely right. More depressing than the people being killed. The ending to Four Lions is actually quite depressing with the black just being kept in a little hangar, presumably going to be tortured or at least deprived of being with his family just because they it, believe that he's involved. It does make some, like, Good points within the obviously the comedy. It does, there are some serious points made well as well, without sort of ramming it down your throat that, yeah. that we're trying to be serious. I do like the fact that Omar unknowingly killed Osama bin Laden when he was <laughs> yeah. in Pakistan. <laughs> well, there we go. So that takes care of Wildcard Week One. Week Two next week with 21 and over against Hot Tub Time Machine. So We've got Miles Teller and Jeff Chang in there. And then we've got uh, Clark Duke and uh, Craig Robinson in there. So plenty of people who've been mentioned throughout uh, the first round. And then it is on to round two and the rest of the brackets. So we've already started looking at other brackets for us to do. So it is coming close to the finale. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back. Adios.